This is the Insight is Capital podcast. Stephen Lingard is Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Franklin Templeton Managed Solutions. The views expressed in this podcast are those of Stephen Lingard and of the Franklin Templeton Managed Solutions Group. Is there any connection uh, between volatility and inflation today? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think we would argue that, you know, the fact that central banks are acting as they have done. We've had a deep economic crisis in 2008. Um, and so instead of a V-shaped recovery, it's been a very U-shaped recovery. So it's been long and lean and, you know, an absent of excesses. I mean, we're in Canada here, so obviously we see some excesses maybe in the housing market. But from a global perspective, you know, we're not seeing CapEx, um, you know, flood the market. We're not seeing a whole bunch of excess capacity get added that would normally enhance the business cycle and make it, um, you know, stronger. I think we've seen the opposite. I mean, invest corporates have returned cash to shareholders. They've done share buybacks. They're focusing on the shareholder. There hasn't been a lot of excesses. Um, you know, there has been deleveraging on the part of U.S. consumers, certainly, um, not on the part of Chinese consumers, but there's pockets around the world where, you know, people haven't, they've actually retrenched a little bit. And what that means to us is a longer cycle, which I think has led to inflation being lower, which, you know, means lower inflation and, and steady economic growth has led to lower volatility. So I agree with you. If you see inflation pick up next year and it's a little bit ahead of expectations, I think the way that plays out is is more volatility in asset markets because they worry that all of this excess liquidity is finally, you know, igniting the tinder, um, you know, on the fire. And and all of a sudden the economic uncertainty picks up and, and so will the financial market volatility um, because of that uncertainty. It's been a very certain world uh, in the sense that inflation has, has not uh, picked up. Growth has been steady, not... You know, again, so we've, so if you really look at sort of um, a growth, uh, you know, global growth relative to trend, we have just steadily been growing back towards trend in a very uh, deliberate way. It hasn't been a V-shaped recovery. It's just been taking out this excess capacity that we lost in 2008 in a very steady way. But we're now getting to the point where we're, we're growing at sort of the global speed limit and policy settings will have to change. And I think that is down to steady growth. It is down to inflation being absent. Um, low economic volatility means low financial market volatility. And um, because, you know, we would see 2018 and into 2019, that, that um, you know, lack of economic volatility um, picking up. So, i.e., low economic volatility begins to... To, to seed to, let's say, moderate economic volatility, the financial market volatility will follow. So I think you're right. There is a correlation between low inflation and low, volatil- low financial market volatility. And think about it. The first seven years, we were dealing de- with deflation concerns. So that's right. where... That's why bond yields were low, um, because even at 1% with, with a bit of outright deflation, you still had a real return. I, I would say in the last 18 months, we conquered that fear of deflation. 
Um, so now we're in a low inflation environment, but not a inflationary environment. So we 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 are going to be Japan in the last two decades where they had year-on-year price falls, but nor were we back in the late 80s where you were having inflation escalate. So that's why people talked about sort of the Goldilocks environment for um, financial markets. You had no deflation, no significant inflation, just positive, um, you know, price. Uh, gains that were fairly predictable, below target certainly, but but pretty predictable. Um, so I just wanted to kind of trace, you know, that history of inflation because I now think that we're at risk of inflation now getting back to target, maybe maybe next year uh, and into the next year. So policy settings have to adjust. So we've conquered deflation, but I think now our next enemy at some point will be. Um, you know, modest inflation and policy settings, you know, have to change. This, this is as the as the uh, central banks um, retrace. Yes, as they as, as they pull back on the accommodative stance, as they tighten. As they should. I think we should be all thrilled that they're doing so. I know some people are saying, "Oh no, the liquidity party is over," and but you know. If we had 0% sort of interest rate settings for 10 years and we couldn't engineer inflation or above-trend growth, we should all be very, very afraid. Um, so I think it's actually a very healthy sign. Even if returns are lower, let's say, in 2018 than they were in 2017, I think it's a much healthier – for nine years we were pouring – you know, to use my fire example, you know, kerosene without a without a spark. So we're just flooding, flooding the market with with you know with liquidity. Now, fortunately, a lot of that has dried up, but maybe now we have some embers, and we don't necessarily see need the same um, you know accommodation to uh, to get a fire going. 